Welcome to the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. Connecting you with trendsetters who are leading innovation in public safety and expert advice on growing your own post-law enforcement business. And now, your host, Adam Wills. Welcome to episode 41 of the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest on the show, Jason Hoshow. You might know him best as MotorCop from the MotorCop blog, MotorCop Mindset, the Crossover Show, and the Where's Your Emergency podcast. Jason is also a copreneur with a bent towards helping cops find financial freedom as a Dave Ramsey certified financial coach. Jason joined my exclusive LEO to CEO community several months ago so he could network with other copreneurs and receive expert coaching in business and marketing. He's going to tell you all about how the last couple months have given him a new sense of clarity and direction in his business, and then share his best tips for crushing debt and living a life of financial peace. All right, here we go. Thanks for joining us on the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. Today, we have a legend on the show, the motor cop himself, Jason Hoshow. Jason. How are you? How's it going? It's going lovely. How are you? Pretty good. That was that was the best I could do of like a Hollywood style introduction for I don't know, somebody of your caliber on the deeper, show. Could have been deeper, maybe a little more effective, you know, like in, in a world, you know, that, that kind of thing. You want, you want, you, should we take it from the top? You want to do this again? No? All right. Carry on. It's yours, uh, I guess. No, no, that's all right. Because I, I, I didn't prepare anything. I'm, I'm, it would just, it would crash and burn. And Oh, it's like our show. Well done. Anyway. <laughs> well, Motor Cop, it's good to have you on the show, man. You know, it's it's been fun getting to know you the last few weeks. And obviously, there's a lot of people that, that already know of you. Maybe some people listening to the show today that have heard of Motor Cop, checked out your, your podcast. Yeah. You know what I love is meeting like-minded folks on the internet, uh, particularly other cops that have podcasts. And there, there have been a couple of times where you know Thank I you. meet in some sort of online s- space, and hey, hey, how you doing? And my name comes up, and I'm like, oh, wait, are are you that motor cop? I'm like, it, yeah, it, it still freaks me. It's weird, man. It's just, <laughs> it's weird. Starting a blog in 2008 and now being uh, on the job for almost 23 years and going through medical retirement and not really caring about police work anymore. <laughs> like, I don't have to do all this nonsense. And just, just the, the the path and the road that got mapped out for me, I never would have in a million years if you'd have gone back to 26-year-old Jason in the academy and, and said, hey, this is what you're going to end up doing. Man, shut up. You're You're drunk. Go home. I totally get that, man. It's it's interesting too how quickly. I mean, it is a gradual process, but it feels quick in hindsight oh, yeah. that I, I don't really care about cop work anymore either. I mean, there's yeah. there's still a part of me that misses it. I miss the camaraderie and the excitement and the adrenaline and That's just getting to do cool things that other people yeah. don't get to do. But do I have any desire to go back to it? No. I, it's either. it's it's a different phase of my life, you know. Yep. Yeah, I don't. 
I, I loved every that's that's disingenuous. I did not love every minute of it. That's garbage. I it some of it was absolutely horrid and I hated every second of it from time to time. But the majority of it, man, what a what a great gig. It was the fact that I got paid every two weeks for 13 years, that was my stint on the motor, it blows my you're gonna pay me on the 10th and the 25th of every single month of the year to ride a motorcycle as a profession. I, God bless you. Well done. I don't know where you're getting the money, but I'd, I'd like to thank you very much for the taxpayers of this county for letting that happen. Because I, you know, it, I got on the bike in 06. I started my blog in 08, now defunct MotorCop blog. And uh, the reason I started that blog was as a cathartic, kind of exorcising the demons because for the first two years of my motor career, it was by and large fairly negative. And every time I stop somebody, I'm giving them a ticket, right? So my boot hits the ground. It's a negative experience for that individual because I am the physical embodiment of the stupid thing you just did in front of me. So I got <laughs> called a lot of names and I, I don't know if you've been able to crack this particular code since we've known each other for a couple of months now. I tend towards sarcasm and snarkiness, and I don't really have a great filter. So I would say things on traffic stops that would get me in trouble. And, you know, I used to carry, before we had body cams, I carried a digital recorder on my epaulet, and I just, boom, hit record as soon as, soon as I would, you know, get off the bike. And I would, I, there were a number of times I went from a traffic stop to the chief's office and said, you got to listen to this. He's like, oh God, what'd you do now? <laughs> and it was just, it was, <laughs> I, I was a bit of a thorn in his side, but I also uh, wrote a metric ton of tickets and uh, the in, for, for my entire career, every year, the collisions went down. There is a, an absolute correlation between the a number of tickets a police department writes and the, uh, the, more, the more tickets, the less crashes. It's not, hey, hey, folks, just so you're aware, uh, it, it has nothing to do with money. We, we would get like 3% of, for a cell phone violation, let's say 180 bucks. We would get 3% of that. That you cannot finance a department on 3% of that. I don't care how many tickets you write. It's not about the money. It's right. about saving your life and reminding you that driving a vehicle, uh, you're driving a deadly weapon. And if you've got your head in a dark, smelly place, I'm going to remind you to take it out of there. And it's going to cost you some money to do it. And I slept like a baby. Man. I, that my nickname was Soul Crusher. I didn't give it to myself. <laughs> that was my nickname for a very long time. Nice. Yeah, it was great. It's a good gig. You know what, though? I, I think you got to have fun when you're doing traffic enforcement. You know, I, I always enjoyed doing traffic enforcement, not, not because of the actual violation itself. And I almost never wrote tickets. Um, I didn't understand but that last Because of what it got me involved in. I didn't understand that last part. You didn't, you didn't write a lot of tick. I, that didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah. There's, there's this thing called discretion. If you're not in a traffic unit where oh, I, I, know, you're just a, I just decided to give them, you're just, in, <laughs> <laughs> you're just an everyday Joe. That's, that's oh, yeah. not out there to write tickets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just, I enjoyed it just cause it, it got me into a lot of excitement. That was where I always found my good cases, got yeah. pursuits, you know, and, I just, I like to have fun with people on the side of the highway. I actually remember this one time, I'll never forget the look on this, this lady's face. I pull her over just as she was leaving the quickie mart. I, I don't remember the actual store, but she was leaving the quickie mart, gets onto the highway, doesn't use the turn signal and doesn't really stop for the stop sign. And so I'm like, ah, well, Hey, there's a contact. I pull her over and she's got 
a package of those little Donut donuts sitting on her lap, right? The powdered little powdered donuts, the fat pills. And uh, I, so <laughs> Man, I walk up and I see me. that and I very seriously, <laughs> well, <laughs> I very seriously lean in and I'm like, ma'am, are you trying to bribe me right now? And she says, <laughs> what? Excuse me? I'm like, the donuts on your lap. Are you trying to bribe me right now? And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. And she takes him and she like scoops him off of her lap and she's all in a panic. And I just start laughing. And she she was like, oh, you're just messing with. Anyway, I, I thought it was fun. You know, you got you to gotta have a good time. Got to have a good time. I, I want, I'm a huge Notre Dame <laughs> fan. Like my, my oldest daughter's middle name is Quinn. Named after Brady Quinn, the best Notre Dame quarterback ever. And, and that includes Joe Montana, by the way. I'll fight you for it. Anyway, so I, I, I stopped a, a Michigan fan. He had the he had the you know go blue license plate frame and I'm like oh I'm gonna have some fun with this guy it, Notre Dame and Michigan huge rivals right so I walked up to a, to his car and I said sir I stopped you for whatever I stopped him for I noticed you uh, got go blue on your uh, license plate he's like oh yeah I had I'm a big Michigan fan so is that right huh. I'll tell you what I'll make you a deal if you yell go Irish at the top of your lungs I'll let you off with a warning and he just looks at me he's like. I- <laughs> I can't do that. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll be right back with your ticket. I get about halfway back to the bike. He goes, oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hang on, hang on. I walk back up and I said, I'm listening. And he goes, go Irish. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want people on the other side of the street to look over because they think I'm beating you. And he goes, oh, come on, man. I'm like, hey, it's your choice, brother. And he yells at the top of his lungs, go Irish. And I tossed his uh, license back to him like, just like a Michigan fan. And I drove away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome was that reminded me there, there was a, a reality tv show that was kind of like a spin-off on cops at one time on cable tv i don't remember what it was called i think it was like traffic cops or something like that and and it was all just traffic enforcement contacts and i remember there being this one officer that was always on that show that he would do that exact stuff. And I don't remember where in the country he was, but every, in every contact that he had, it was just fun to him. Like he just had a good time and he would joke with oh, people yeah. and he'd mess wow. with them and he'd make them like get out of the car and pick up pieces of trash on the side of the road. If you could find 20 pieces of garbage, I'll, I'll, I'll let you out with a ticket. I mean, just, it used to crack me up watching that show and seeing that. Well, anyway. you can't, you can't pull that kind of uh, shenanigans these days. That would be uh that'd land you in no, big, no, no, no. You can't have that kind of fun anymore. Yeah. This was in the early two thousands when we were still allowed to do things like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, enforce the law. And that's a whole other podcast. Sounds like my show. These kids these days, <laughs> don't, these young rookies, don't even know how much fun it used to be. Oh yeah. If you think about it, when we came on, there were the old salty guys that were like, "Hey, you guys have no idea how much fun it was back in the day." I think that's just, I think that's true of every generation, except for maybe this one, because they may look back and be like, man, that was garbage. That was hot garbage. I'm so glad it changed. <laughs> my, my very first agency that I was with in a uh, little town, uh, not really little, uh, but anyway, for the sake of the story, <laughs> a little town in uh, upstate New York, my very first field training officer, we were in a, a traffic contact. And this guy just started lipping off at him, right? And, and my FTO was one of those old salty guys. Had been around for a while, was just about a rod, uh, retired on duty. And um, the guy starts lipping off at him. 
And he says, license, registration, and proof of insurance. And the guy keeps mouthing off at him. He just reinforces it. I need, I need your license, registration, and proof of insurance now. And <laughs> guy keeps running his mouth. He pulls out his pack set. And we had, that was still those big, giant brick pack sets back then. Okay. Pulls his pack set out and just bonks the guy right on the forehead with the bottom of his pack set and says, do you want to give me your license, registration, proof of insurance now? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a depiction of how different things oh, yeah. were and how things have changed just in the last 15 years. Oh yeah, you're going to catch a case if you do that today and you're going to get fired <laughs> and sued and probably end up in federal prison and yeah, it's all bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, we should probably actually talk about some substance stuff here, should we? Or or no? I, I don't know. That's that's not really how I roll on my show, but you know, it's your show, man. I'm 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 this is your circus. I can be your monkey. You tell me. Let's move. We, Let's we should it. try. We should try to accomplish something. I guess. Fair enough. All right. Well, you're uh, you're a bit of a copperneur there, Jason, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And again, I if you'd have told me, you know, back in 1998, you're going to end up having this whole side business thing. I'd be like, that, that sounds like a work. No, thank you. And B, uh, it sounds like work. No, thank you. But yeah, no, I've uh, God, it's been about twelve years now. My space is the personal finance space. I, I teach other cops how to deal with money. And I'm not talking about Bitcoin or investing in your, your Roth IRA. I'm not a, a certified financial planner. What I teach you to do is how to leverage your biggest wealth building tool. And that's your income. The money you bring home every two weeks or every month, depending on how you get paid, how to plan for it. Instead of getting to the end of the month and being like, oh, where'd all my money go? You can, at the beginning of the month, say, now I got to work overtime. Exactly. And I talk, I've talked circles around the the overtime cycle and and how we get into it, how it traps us there, uh, what our mindset is, how we get stuck. And one of the biggest shifts in, God, my whole life has has been getting out of debt. We, We paid off. $77,232.88 in two days shy of 28 months. And this is in the San Francisco East Bay. And my wife was not working uh, outside of the home at the time. It was just my income. And we had two kids and we added a third uh, towards the end of our, our journey. Just by living by example, people started asking me questions. How have you done that? I'd like to do that. And I thought, well, yeah, that's interesting. I, I bet I could figure out a way to teach him. And I ended up going to Tennessee in 2013. I spent a week with Dave Ramsey and his team and I became a Dave Ramsey trained financial coach, created my side business. I created an online course five years ago. Uh, however, I am currently retooling the whole kit and caboodle uh, because I've learned so much about curriculum design and adult learning, became a master instructor certified by the state of California. I rewrote the 40-hour basic collision course for the state. I, I've been told repeatedly, uh, you are not a terrible instructor. And we really enjoyed this class. When I took basic, it was like watching paint dry. I mean, it was the most painful 40 hours of my life. And I thought, I'm, I'm passionate about traffic. I want other people to not only know how to write a collision report, but how to do it with empathy, how to document everything, how to take photos. You, if you hand a, a camera to a beat guy and you're like, hey, I need some photos of the crash, you're going to get photos of that dude's shoes, maybe a street sign and a close-up of a tire, and that's it. Now, I, so I walk them through exactly how to 
talk to people, how to, and it, there's a difference between talking to somebody that is a crime victim and somebody who's been uh, in a collision. Uh, there, it, there's just different ways to, uh, to approach it. And I make the course yeah, yeah. entertaining that, that which entertaining and police uh, training do not go together most of the time. Right. You know, I hate, I hate going to AO advanced officer training every year and have the, the same chucklehead teaching the same class with the same PowerPoint that is nothing but policy. And they go around the room and, okay, why don't you read line one? Oh my God, dude, I can read, man. I know how to read. Just, hey, make, do a handout and say, how many give you guys 20 minutes to read this and then leave me alone. I don't, I don't need you to read me policy. Okay. What, what I learned about curriculum design is that it's, it's not about the instructor. It's about the student. It is student yeah. centered. It is not instructor centered. Like I, I stopped giving my, my whole curriculum vitae when I went through this class because it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'll give you a, a brief summation of my history and, and just so you know that I know from where I am speaking but you don't need to know about my wife and my kids and the fact that I like sailboats or ducks or whatever. Who right. cares? It doesn't matter. Teach me what I need to learn. That That is such a good principle when talking about business and marketing and sales. Just I, That's a whole rabbit trail that we could go down and I could spend hours oh, yeah. talking on. So yeah. I'll, I'll not take us there. But but the, the same concept applies to adult education and marketing your business. Nobody Nobody cares about yeah. you. You're not, you're not the hero of that story, right? Your student, your customer, they're the hero of the story. It really is about them. And you're right. You do need to demonstrate who you are as it applies to what you're teaching or what you're selling. But here's the, here's the guideline and the principle that I use and I coach clients on to stay focused on. It's a filter, if you will. When you talk about yourself, it should only be to demonstrate empathy or authority. Yeah. And if it doesn't fall into either of those two categories, it's just fluff, it's garbage, and it has to go. And you're right, that applies to adult education just as much as it does to marketing and sales. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned that. It, that was a hard concept for me to learn because I don't know if you know this, uh, motor officers have a massive ego. I mean, massive, right? What? I know, crazy. Do you, no you know, way. Do you know why a motor officer will ride by a pretty girl a second time? It's to give Why? her. It's, it's to give her a chance to see him again. Yeah, <laughs> or there's a big plate glass window when we want to see ourselves roll by, looking uh, looking badass, right? That's that's that was one of the rules in motor school. Uh, R O L B, roll around looking badass. At that's just a it's <laughs> a thing. Uh, no, R A L B. I'm sorry, I, letters are hard. Don't get me started on colors. Yeah, they, uh, but it, spelling is difficult. It's so funny that that those two things are so interrelated that. It's been a, a challenge for me in particular because I created this alter ego. This, you know, I'm not, I always like to tell people, I'm not a motor cop. I am motor cop. Like I created this entity and I refer to myself in the third person. It's weird. But MC has some authority, has some panache. He's got, he's got personality and I can leverage that. I just don't spend as much time as I used to talking about it if somebody else brings it up okay fine we can go down that that fun happy little trail but all you need to know is that hey i've i've accomplished this huge financial goal i've been debt free for a decade i stopped working overtime out of necessity 10 years ago 
I have not worked one hour of overtime in the last decade because I had to. And I was working an average of 40 to 50 hours of overtime every single month. It wasn't until we created that personalized spending plan, which is just a budget, but people don't like the word budget because it's scary. We created that plan and then I was able to leverage what I was doing at work to give my family a sense of freedom. And I went from that level of, of overtime to zero. Like I would work special events because we had to as motors. I would do you know certain things here or there if it was, you know, it's a fair share overtime, whatever, fine. But I, I, for since December of 2011, I have not signed up for one shift of overtime ever. It, the, the fact that I'm able to be at home with my family, which is something I wanted to do for a very long time, man, I mean, that, that was worth the, God, the angst, the, the frustration, the difficulties. It sounds great to say I paid off 77,000, blah, 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 blah. Bully for me. But people see that on the back end, right? They don't, they weren't talking yeah. to me when I was going through it. And it's a hard, it's a difficult process. It's yeah. a, and I, I tell people that up, up front, I can teach you how to do this Your sacrifice, but it's, it's up to you. How much, how bad do you want this? And we talked one of the mm -hmm. first modules within my course, we talk about why, why are you doing this? Simon Sinek's, you know, seminal book, start with why it's a business book, but I think it can also be very applicable to your personal finance. Why are you making these sacrifices? Why is your money going yeah. to the places that you're sending it? Because by the way, money doesn't just go places. You have to tell it where to go. And when we started doing a, a written budget, we found, air quotes on a radio show, an extra $500 a month every single month. That's $6,000 a year that we were effectively pissing away because we didn't plan for it. When we started doing yeah. that, we started seeing some traction and I can teach you how to do all those things. I can teach you how to, you know, alter your mindset, but you're the one that's got to do the work and it's hard damn work. We didn't, I didn't take a vacation for 28 months. It sucked. We didn't go out for dinner for 28 months. It sucked. You know what I did last night? I took my entire family out for sushi and it cost me 150 bucks and it, we didn't blink an eye because we had saved for it. We knew it was coming and we were able to walk away Having paid with our debit card, right? Same thing as cash. We don't. I don't, I don't have a credit card. I haven't had a credit card in probably twelve years. I'll never have one again. If I can't afford it, I will not buy it. Period. If I want it bad enough, I will figure out a way to make money and save money, cut spending here, bring you know, increase your income there. It's two thousand twenty-one. You have the the technology, literally at your fingertips, probably in the phone you were listening to this very podcast on, there are so many things that you can leverage to monetize and figure out how to build some extra income just on the side. This, this whole financial thing for me started as a side gig, and now it is factoring highly now that I'm mostly retired. I'm just waiting on a medical retirement in a, in a few months. That, that, this is my phase two plan, and I've been building up to it for a decade. I didn't just wake up one morning like I'm I'm going to be a disc golf instructor now, I guess. No, that's not the way it works. You have to <laughs> you have to think purposefully and intentionally about what it is you want to build. What bring this is what I always tell people. What brings you joy and how can you monetize it? 
it, it, because if you yeah. like what you do, like they say, you'll never work a day in your life. I love coaching people about their money. I love seeing that look in their eye when they get it, when they're like, oh, yeah, you got, you got this very big concept. And one of the biggest hurdles that people tell me, well, how, how am I going to get my husband or my wife on board? Getting your spouse on board is absolutely foundational. And that's one of the, the modules in the course is how do you get your spouse on board? Well, by the way, it's not just showing up and saying, I'm going to sell your motorcycle so we can get out of debt. But whoa, pump the, <laughs> pump the brakes, Johnny. What the hell just happened? No, you, got, you have to approach it a certain way. And when I'm coaching a, uh, a couple, a husband and a wife, and one of them is the spender, one of them is the saver. But when I see them get on the same page and they just kind of look at each other and you, it's almost an audible like click and you see the light go on. It's like that. Okay. And you just kind of pat them on the button. Have a nice day. You guys got it. You're going to be right in the rain. It's going to be hard. You're going to, but when, when those hurdles come, you know, you're going to help one another over it instead of shoving somebody into it or dragging them across it. it it's a different experience. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, money is probably the single most misunderstood thing in existence. Yeah. I mean, people just don't know how to use it. They don't know how to save it. They don't know how to apply it. They don't know how to make it work for them. And, and there's a ton of sacrifice, like you said, that comes with getting debt free. Uh, my, yeah. my wife and I, we, we got 100% debt free just a couple of years ago. And, it is the most liberating feeling that you yeah. can't possibly understand until you are actually in that situation saying, you know, like the freedom I have to say, I can go anywhere I want, do anything I want to. And I don't owe an answer to anybody. I don't owe any money for anything. Yeah. I am 100% debt free. I have no loans, no credit card debt, right? It, it's a, it's a beautiful feeling. Uh, it's incredible. But it takes it takes sacrifice, and it takes because what 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 people don't see is the years that it took us to get there. Right, um, right. You and, you wake up overnight, and you're an overnight success, even though you've been building up to that night for 15 years. Right. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. As a business owner, you know that customer leads are the lifeblood of your business. Without them, it will not survive. The single most important thing you must know about leads is that you must qualify them before you ever even spend a single minute of your time with them. Believe it or not, this is actually a thing that most experienced entrepreneurs struggle with. Let me give you a real life example to translate this concept. When I was under sheriff, I sat in on more interviews and oral boards than I can possibly count. Of course, we had very standard set of characteristics we were looking for, no matter what position we were trying to fill. If someone met all of our qualifiers, we were then able to move them forward in the process and invest more time and energy into them. This same exact principle applies to qualifying leads for your business. When selling, you are inviting the customer into a story in which their problem gets solved and they are transformed into a better, more fully equipped version of themselves. But not every customer is the right fit, and you really shouldn't take your chances on the ones who aren't. They will waste your time, your money, and your energy. So you might be asking, how do I qualify my leads? A qualified lead meets the following criteria. One, they have a problem that your product or service will solve. Number two, they are able to afford it. And number three, they have the authority to purchase it. 
If any of these three elements aren't met, they either need to be resolved in some way or you need to kindly show them the door. The business brief is sponsored by leo to ceo.com where you can listen to every chapter and find everything you need to grow your post-law enforcement business. So you know what I'm I'm intrigued by and I'm curious about Jason. This whole thing started with the creation of the the motor cop persona mm-hmm. and then evolved and, and it's just really a unique situation. So I'm curious how did motor cop come into fruition in the first place? Like how did you come up with that idea and how did that eventually then lead into taking the motor cop persona into the motor cop mindset and financial planning and uh, or or personal finance coaching, I should say. Okay. MC started back in 2008 again with that with that blog. And I just, I came home one day and I thought, man, I am tired of bringing my, my angst home. I'm tired of all this negativity. The wife doesn't want to hear me complain about it every single day. I need, I, I need something I can, like a pillow I can scream into just to release all of my <laughs> frustrations. And my mom, for for years, my mom died in 2019. Uh, she was, God, my my biggest supporter for doing this particular activity. She'd been on me for years. She said, you're such a good writer. Why don't you, you should, you know, journal. That's what she was, you know, physical piece of paper and a pen. And, you know, write, just write down your experiences. I think that, you know, someday you could write a book and that'd be amazing. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, mom. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. So. <laughs> I I just I decided to take it online and I created it, it back then it was uh I think it was blogspot. So it was like motorcop.blogspot.com. And mm-hmm. like, you can try and go there. I don't think it exists anymore, but whatever. Um and my first my first post was something something about how stupid blogs are and what a dumb word it is. It, it is a, it's a it's short for web blog. <laughs> we need a short term, you know, term for web blog. It's an online journal. That's all it is. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come home after a particularly different uh, difficult call or a frustrating driver. Instead of me just laying into into him on the side of the road, I can change circumstances i was changed the time of day or the type of car or the sex of the person or the race of the person so you they would never know it was them and i would come up with cute little you know acronyms for them and i couldn't tell you what any of them were now but and i would basically like just poke fun at the entire situation and be like hey you guys all hate being stopped by motor cops because you've done oh it's not a big deal i want to give you a different perspective on you know from from my point of view of how y'all act because you guys think that I'm just out here, you know, being a jerk. But here, have you ever been called an a hole by a 74 year old grandmother with her ch- grandchildren in the back in the back seat? Because I have, I have, and I was just, I looked at him like, your grandkids are right. Nobody's gonna believe me, right? So I would come home and I would I would blog about it, and I thought, okay, my my folks will read it, a wife might read it, whatever. Then I started getting a boatload of hits. And I blew up one day because I got interviewed. Some dude that stumbled on my blog wrote for MSN Auto. He was the auto guy. So he's like, can I can I do an interview with you about, you know, cops and cars and whatnot? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I'm on my way home talking to him on the cell phone. And 
it posts and like the next day my site got like 18,000 hits and I'm like, that's it. I've arrived. Ha ha. And then nothing <laughs> happened. So <laughs> it, it, you get into these vanity metrics when you get into blogging or podcasting and without going yeah. down a huge rabbit hole, I stumbled onto my podcast co-host, the happy medic, because we both started blogs within a few months of one another. And we were f- uh, aware of, we, of one another. We had a, a mutual friend who sent me a random email out of the blue. And it said something to the effect of, hey, we think we know about the area you live in. I'm like, okay, stalker. Me and my buddy, the happy medic, are going <laughs> to be at this bar Monday night. We'd love to meet you. Come out and grab a beer. And I thought, you know what? The heck with it. Why not? So I told my wife, hey, if I don't call you in 15 minutes, call the cops. This is where I'm going to be. I don't want to end up in a trunk somewhere. <laughs> so I walk in. And I, I meet him and it, that's a whole other long story, but he now lives like a mile and a half from my house. We just spent a Memorial Day together camping in my front yard. He's my best friend outside of my wife on the planet. Our kids have grown up together. It, 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 if, if I got nothing else from blogging and I just got his and his family's friendship, worth it. Totally worth it. But we, that's awesome. we created our first podcast was called The Crossover Show. We had an explicit tag and we we batch recorded and we drank as we did it. So you could always tell which one was the first one we recorded versus the fourth one. <laughs> by the end of it, it was like, let me tell you something about paramedics. You don't know. <laughs> you know, it was hilarious. But a couple of years ago, we swapped it up and rebranded, relaunched. Now we're What's Your Emergency, uh, WYERadio.com. And we talk about things like financial health, obviously, mental health, physical health different emergencies that pop up, not only for first responders, but people in general. And that has been a great platform to interact with people that want to ask us questions or to just give them life advice. You know, it's, it's been great. And, and there's no drinking on the show anymore. Oh no, there a hundred percent is, but we don't have an explicit tag and we've been, <laughs> we've been doing it for so long that we can, you know, restrain ourselves. We do record shows for our Patreons over at patreon.com. And uh, we will give them unfiltered access because they've been supporting us when we were still TCS. So they 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 like the salty the salty approach sometimes. And if you pay for it, yeah, I'll, I'll swear a blue streak for you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that gave you the format to start talking a, a bit more about personal finance and getting yeah. more involved in it. And that's ultimately what led you to Dave Ramsey. I mean, Dave Ramsey, obviously. Oh, yeah is uh, the the biggest name out there in personal finance. So I can Absolutely. see how you gravitated towards him. It was, you know, because I created the the motor cop mindset, I wanted something that wasn't, you know, the silliness that I, I had for motor cop blog or the silliness we did for the crossover show. Because I got, I started getting the same questions over and over. How did you do this? How did you pay off all this money? And it wasn't a teach me how to budget. It wasn't a technical question. It was more of a, a behavior or a, a mindset. How did how did you overcome all of these hurdles? We started August of, of 2009. My second daughter was born August 25th. And we got out of debt December of 2011. And again, I was working 40 to 50 hours of overtime every single month, which equates to an extra like two and a half months worth of work per year. I felt like I missed the first couple of years of my second daughter's life. That was yeah. not easy. And it circles back to that why and, and the mindset we needed to have. And I thought, well, I love alliteration. So motor cop mindset makes sense. I, I don't know that I, I intentionally set out to 
to lead by example. I certainly lived by example. And when coworkers would start asking me questions, I would just start answering them. And I learned to be very transparent. When we were leading Dave's Financial Peace University at our church, we would put our budget on the wall. You want to know how much money I make? I'll tell you. You want to see my budget? I'll show you. I'll show you where all the money is coming from and where the, all the money is going to. I'll, I've, I've become fond of saying, you know, there, there used to be three things you, you never talk about at the Thanksgiving table or around family, right? It's politics, sex, and religion. You're going to start a fight for sure. My in-laws are, I mean, wildly liberal and I lean more conservative. They love to poke fun at me about all kinds of stuff. Okay, whatever. I don't I don't take that bait because I'm not an idiot. But in 2021, if you can go on any social media platform and not see sex just popped right in your face, you're on a different social media platform than me. I mean, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. I think money is the new sex. Money is the new thing that we don't talk about because it's there there are so many feelings of shame and guilt and all these negative mindsets that I don't know that that's why I like to let people see the, the, you know, the man behind the curtain, let him in and, and, and show them, Hey, there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I tell people all the time, I do not care how you got to where you are. It doesn't matter. You made decisions right, wrong, or indifferent, but we need to figure out where you are before we can figure out where you want to go. And the reason I called my, my business GPS financial coaching and which stands for guiding, planning, and serving. And the GPS, what's the first thing the GPS wants to know? Where you are. Where you are, right? So yeah. now we're going to figure out where you are financially, and then we're going to see where you want to be. If you spend your whole journey looking behind you, you're going to crash that car. I don't, I don't yep. care how you ended up where you are. It doesn't matter. It's unimportant. So give yourself permission to forgive yourself for whatever stupid financial decisions you have made in the past, because spoiler alert, we've all made them. We've all made bad decisions with money. It's, it's coming to, to terms with, okay, I'm going to stop making bad decisions with money, and I'm going to be purposeful and intentional to get from where I am to where I want to be. If I can, if I can help you shed that that sense of embarrassment, shame, guilt, whatever, moving forward is going to be a much smoother process. And it, it going through this, this online course creation that I'm going through with, with Pat Flynn right now, all of these things, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at creating my modules and, and the learning objectives and all that. And I'm like, man, the, the mindset aspect of it is factoring in much larger than the the tactical. I've got the strategic for mindset and tactical for this is how you act. That's true with anything, though. It is, but I I think as comps, at at least back in my day when when I started, that wasn't a thing. Mindset, nobody. I don't care. Bad guys doing bad things stop bad guy from doing bad thing. Period. Yeah. There there was the yeah. the ask tell make. They don't teach that anymore. Sometimes right. I wish they would. Now it's more like ask, cajole, plead, beg, promise uh, before you make them do anything. I was a yeah. I was a terrible cover officer. I'll be honest with you, because somebody be mouthing off, and the other officer's like, "Well, sir, is there anything I can?" I'm like, "Nope, turn around, click." 
<laughs> like, we're done. I don't have time for this. We have other things to do, man. Let's come on. Let's yeah. go. Let's move on. Move yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. But, I hear you. Because there, there is a part of this planning process that you, you do have to look back. You do. But here's the key. Car is not in motion right then. That's fine. There's a, there's a time for that. When that time is done, though, a time needs to be done. Yep. So that, that yep. really is the, the mindset a, aspect of it. That's a good analogy. I, I like that. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Jason, no. because hanging up. I, I have a question. Yeah, <laughs> I have a question I wanted to ask you. I had planned on asking you this and you just walked right into it. You set me up perfectly for it. Or you set yourself up perfectly for it. This is my real hair. Just, um, I know you're so, jealous. <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Give us your top three foundational principles for cops to work towards living a debt-free life. Stop spending more than you make. Create your personalized spending plan and tell your money where to go. It, it, it sounds trite. It, it sounds like you fit, fit it on a, on a bumper sticker. And I, and I suppose from a marketing aspect, that's, that's great. That's kind of the tagline, if you will. Now I'm going to talk real. You don't need the brand new truck. And by the way, you don't deserve the brand new truck. You know what your family deserves? Your family deserves a roof over their head and food on the table. They don't deserve a $700 truck payment because you're a large child. Knock it off. You are a police officer. Take some responsibility. You preach responsibility to everybody you talk to. So don't come to me and give me excuses and reasons about why you really needed the ski-doo. Knock it off. Knock it off. It's not true. And I guarantee you, if there are spouses listening to this, they are nodding in unison with me. I promise. Yeah. Jason, I got to tell you, I, I drive I drive a 2004 Honda Pilot Out of pepper. with 240,000 miles on it. And I love it. I it's was rolling around in an 03 Ford Explorer. And it was the <laughs> right before the right at the pandemic. It gave up the ghost like in the worst way. And I thought, well, yeah. I guess we're getting a, 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 I always say new car, but I don't mean new car. I mean new, new to me. So I went from an 03 Ford Explorer uh, and I jumped forward nine years. I'm, I'm rocking a 2012 Volkswagen Passat right now. It ain't sexy. Nice. You know what? Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. It cost me 5,500 yeah. 5, bucks cash money. It's paid for and it's going to be my daughter's in like a year. Yeah. I feel the same way, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's far more liberating. I thought about, you know, all these, all these influencers out there, you know, as I've been putting out video and stuff like that, I, I, I thought, you know what, I want to make fun of some of these other influencers who take, you know, they go out and take a video with, you know, some rented Ferrari oh, behind yeah. them, right? I, Talking yeah. about all this money they made. I thought about, I thought about doing a video like that with my Honda Pilot in the background. Um, <laughs> you think that's a good idea? Just I'm like, 100% like start from inside that. the car and step out and be like, yeah, look at this. Steal that idea. I'm <laughs> stealing that idea. I'm absolutely <laughs> going to do that. That's going to be on my sales page. Be me leaning back all, all tough. Like, yeah, check it out. Passat. That's how we roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at my steel wheels that are all full of mud. <laughs> oh, those, that wheel looks rusted. It probably is. It, it gets me from point A to point B. That's all. You know, you know where my car will drive me? My car will drive me to the airport so I can take my family on a, a week long trip to wherever because I don't have any debt. So exactly. If you, if you yep, want a 2022 exactly. GMC 2500, 
knock yourself out. A, you're not going to have it for as long as you think. B, you're going to have to work more overtime away from the people that you claim to love very much. And and C, it is going to end up being a an anchor around your neck that you are going to end up at some point resenting. That's just the way it works. Yeah. I prefer not to call it rust. I just like I like to call it weathered chrome. Oh, there you go. You know? Kind of like experienced chrome. Kind of like weathered wood, right? I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's like a you yeah. know, that's a nostalgic sought after sort of thing. Uh so yeah, weathered like chrome it. is yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all it's it's all well, see, I, yeah, you anyway, are the market continue, I interrupted you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it's it's such a, a a taboo thing to talk about. And I I wish it's what's one of my I think my huge long term goals is to get get these principles taught in police academies. If I could go back in time, take 26 year old Jason and kick him square in the jimmy, I would because I did stupid things for ye- for the first 10 years of my career because, oh, you know what? Overtime's a thing. And I can what we bought a travel trailer. God. Uh, 2005, I think. No, no, 2006, because my wife was pregnant with our first kid. And our question at the the RV show, because we're dumb, was how much a month? Actually, that wasn't even that. It was how much overtime do I have to work every month to make this payment? It wasn't how much is this? It was how much do I have to work per month to afford this on a monthly basis? Instead of just cutting a check for, I think it was like 18 grand. It was 200 bucks a month. 200 bucks a month is nothing. It's not that big a deal, but it equated to, you know, a four hour overtime shift or whatever. Okay. That means I'm going to have to be away from the family for four more hours. Oh, but it's built in vacation, right? Because you, we can, we've got our, our travel trailer. We can travel and sleep in it. It's going to be awesome. Well, I was working so much overtime. We didn't go anywhere very often, you know, and that, and so on top of the, the, the payment for the trailer, now I'm paying for storage as well. So they ended up being like 250 bucks a month. Well, great. There's another hour of overtime I got to I got to put in. Now, now we we just bought a, a cargo trailer a few weeks ago, a 6 by 12 cargo trailer. We wanted to convert it into a travel trailer. Well, it's already had some of the conversions done. It's already a queen bed in there on hydraulics, so there's storage underneath, a chest of drawers. Came with two windows they were too terrified to put in. Went to my brother-in-law's, we cut the holes, set the windows. Cost us 6 grand. Cash money. Here you go done. And now I have this cool thing that we are taking a three-week trip this summer. We're going to be gone for that long. We're taking smaller trips because A, we can afford to do it. B, both my wife and I have our own businesses that we can arrange around our own schedules. And C, I don't have to work. The man doesn't tell me to get up at four o'clock in the morning anymore. I get up when I wake mm-hmm. up and it's isn't that fun? Yeah, oh god, it's amazing. Unless your dog it's has great. diarrhea, which happened to us last night. So last night, not great. So, you know, I apologize <laughs> for my down energy on your interview. <laughs> so I'm running on like eight <laughs> cups of coffee. <laughs> well, you and I, we we first met and got to know each other, uh, I, I guess in Pat Flynn's SPI Pro community. Yeah. And and I had had told you, hey, you know what? Uh, I got this thing, you know, Leo to CEO, the private community, you might be interested in that. And, um, so you joined the Leo to CEO community. Yeah. Maybe you can share with everybody. What has your experience been with that so far? Do you feel like 
what's the biggest thing you've gotten out of it, I guess? You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is the thing I miss most about being at the PD and it's camaraderie. It's people going through a similar journey at a similar time. So, heck, even one of the guys that I just interviewed on the podcast is part of LEO to CEO, and that's Greg Kaminsky. And he he was a cop for two years. He's 26. And he's transitioned into this whole other business. And I thought, man, again, 26-year-old Greg could have been 26-year-old Jason. If I can influence him in any way, shape, or form to improve his life at this stage of his life when he isn't married, has no kids, has zero responsibilities, but to himself, holy smokes, he will be swimming in dough in a very short amount of time. Yeah. For, for the community aspect of it, I love, I love that no matter where you go, be it virtually or physically, literally anywhere in the world, cops are cops. Like we we speak the same language. Yeah, we you might use eleven codes. I might use ten codes. Our alphabet might be, you know, yours might be military. Mine is, you know, phonetic. Whatever, or the the different uh, terms. We we share a similar brain for the most part. So being able to support other copreneurs and be able to give them some examples of of what transition has been like from full-time cop to retired and, and being in phase two and then gleaning you know nuggets of wisdom from you and from other members of the of the group has been very validating it's been it's been there's like vindication there you know it's been when you hosted the or you set up the uh, hero on a mission workshop Donald Miller's whole whole thing uh, and, and I tell you just the fact that that you're not only a fan of Donald Miller, but the the fact that what was uh what was her name that led the oh Kathy McIntosh she's a business made simple coach. totally fell yeah, out of my head yeah that coach. she's That's okay. a part of that and then you, sort of team lead the CEO yeah yeah and and you've done the the story brand the story brand marketing yeah story brand certified guide yeah I've been a fan of yeah. Donald Miller's for years. And it's funny the 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 people you pick to influence you, especially online. Start for me. Started with Dave Ramsey, and then I found guys like Michael Hyatt and Pat Flynn and James Wedmore and Donald Miller, and all of these people. And I've had the opportunity to meet everybody but Donald Miller in person, and they they're just they're just normal people that figured out a cool yep. thing that can help other people and. I like that uh, Donald Miller uh, factors highly into the LEO to CEO experience and just yeah. having the opportunity to to hang out with other guys and gals that, that are at the same time of life as me or trying to get there or have already been there. I, I have the opportunity to lead and live by example and learn from those who have already done what I want to do. So it's it's kind of the the perfect culmination, and like I told you when we when we first talked, it's it. I 100% think it was divine inspired. I really do. Between getting on SPI Pro, signing up for Pat's heroic online course, retooling everything I've been working on for the last 12 years, and then meeting you and coming on to LEO to CEO, all these things are just just whoop, dovetailing together so nicely. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been awesome having you around. And and I'll agree with your sentiment about 
meeting those folks and, and finding out that they're just normal people. You know, yeah. obviously I've met Donald Miller in person from my time spent in Nashville being certified as a story brand guide. And uh, he's, he's one of the most down to earth, humble people I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, and just, just a really, really cool guy. Yeah. He, he, he sure fits that same mold, follows the same, same pattern. And I got to say, by the way, for the record. So at the time that you and I are recording this, your interview with Greg Kaminsky from Cybercuff came out this week on your podcast. Uh, I too have interviewed Greg Kaminsky for my podcast, but uh, his his episode won't come out for like another three weeks yet from the time that we're recording this. But your episode will actually air like two weeks after his. And so I got to just share for the record. My interview of him is better than yours. It, it'll be a better podcast episode. <laughs> just just well, it. It, it, if we're gonna if we're gonna <laughs> yeah. uh, compare here, uh, y'all can go to wyeradio.com slash s three fourteen because that is Greg uh, Kaminsky's interview. S three for season three, yeah. E for episode. S three E fourteen, and and then listen to Adams <laughs> again. Air quotes interview with Greg and you can make your own. Yeah. I'm going to leave it up to the audience, man. That's what we do on our show. We don't make these sweeping generalizations. We like to let people form their own opinion, but again, your show, you, you know, I'll dance for you. <laughs> uh, so that's the difference between being an influencer and a follower there, Jason. I, uh, <laughs> I influence people's decision, but, um, anyhow, no, I'm, I'm just kidding, man. I, I listened to that inter- your, your interview with him and, and, uh, Joe, his, his partner uh, in crime there at Cybercuff, and I thought it was great. It was a good episode. And hey, you mentioned Eliota CEO on there, which I was really appreciative of. So thanks for doing that. I'm gonna go back uh, and re-edit it. But yeah, no, it was it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I got two questions I want to ask you, and actually, you asked me to ask you these, and I just so I just got to ask them. We'll ask two questions, and we'll wrap things up here. Number one, what's your favorite style of beer? Oh, IPAs, IPA all the way. I've, I've had over, right. uh, I've got it by this time. I've probably had over 600 different IPAs. So I agree with you hundred percent, hundred percent. And so we'll just, we'll collectively, uh, we'll, we'll call out somebody here. Uh, Austin Mulsic, who's <sighs> also a member of Leo CEO community who commented one day that IPAs are the pumpkin spice latte of beers. Yeah. And so, uh, Austin, you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. Calling you out right here on the show. And, and what was my response to his comment? Do you recall that? I don't actually. What I think was I it? said something to the effect of, no, no, the IPA is a thinking man's beer. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is. Yeah. It is. Dude. Yep. Agreed. All right. Question number two. How is your hair at almost 50 years old just as amazing as it was at 25? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Just genetics, man. I, I, I used to have a nickname with other motors. They would call me flow from uh, like progressive. Remember the, when she, they, they first started doing motorcycle oh, yeah, insurance, yeah. she would take her helmet off and her hair was perfect. That that's, yeah. I would take my helmet off and everybody'd be like, dude, come on, man. I don't know. That's just <laughs> superior. Like, let me scooch down in the, look at that. And now you can see it, but oh, it's just, it's luxurious. It yeah. really is. There's, I, I know lots of different, adjectives, but it's, it's nice. I'll give you the hair, but we'll just, we just need to work on your beard a little you bit. You keep it's saying a little that. Patchy. What are you talking about? Um, this is glorious. Yeah. 
listen, we'll, we'll let, snap. hey, you know what? You said we need to let the listeners decide. So just oh, head okay. over to YouTube. If you're listening to this on uh, on your fa- favorite podcast player, just go over to YouTube and pull up the video or go to PSI.chat and pull it up there. there you go. Well, hang, let me check it out for yourself and compare whose beard is better, mine or Jason's. Um, I, don't, I, I don't have I the mine, I don't have the wax in it today. Better. I was I was getting in close to the the camera. So I can mm. do the little uh, you know, the evil uh, yeah. evil emperor kind of mustache with the the curls in it. I just need a cat that I can pet and be like, oh, welcome to my show. There you go. Well, Jason, it's been awesome having you on the show, man. A lot of fun. Enjoyed our conversation, of course. Enjoy having you in the community. So before we sign off, let everybody know where can they find you and how can they connect with you. You can find me at themotorcopmindset.com. I, we also have a weekly podcast over at wyeradio.com. Honest to God, if you go to the Google and type in motorcop, all one word, you'll find me, which is a weird thing I'd never thought I would say. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, why don't you give us a closing thought real quick, Jason? Do yourselves and your families a favor and sit down with your spouse if you are married or with a reliable friend, not a friend who will tell you that you look great in a 2022 GMC Sierra, uh, and sit down and talk about what it would look like if you were debt-free. What would it look like? What would it feel like to not have any payments to keep the money that you actually earn? Dream a little bit. That's something that we as cops don't do very well because we live in the quote real world and it's it's a skill set that I think is is lacking in law enforcement. If you can if you can create that that dream and then reverse engineer how to get from there to where you are, you'll have a, a pretty good path of of uh, achieving the the dreams that you set up with your spouse. Do you want retirement to look like traveling or camping or or whatever? Cool. How many years left do you have in your career? Neat. Let's let's talk about all these things. Don't just come in and say, you know, I'm 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 frustrated with our money. I want to work more overtime. I want to be away from the house. It, I, none of those things work. So sit down, get on the same page, talk about these things, and then start to look at the the tactical side of building your budget. Good advice. Good advice. Well, thanks again, Jason, for being on the show. And of course, you know what? Something you didn't mention. I'm going to do it for you. Everybody that's listening, in addition to catching up with Jason and all those places he mentioned, you should also go over to the motorcopmindset.com and check out specifically his five-day budget challenge or budgeting challenge. Oh, right. Um, yeah. I forgot about that's that, a, a free five-day challenge that he's got. Yeah. Check that. Check that bad boy out. All right. Thanks for being on the show, man. All right. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Cheers. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at psi.chat forward slash review. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other public safety innovators like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to psi.chat, click on episodes and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.